Hi guys, thanks for tuning this episode of Nick Egan Times. We have an awesome guest on this podcast. We have Esme Todd. Esme is from Bristol, UK. Esme is a TV presenter, voice presenter. Esme presents contact for children, entertainment, education, and much more. Welcome, Esme. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm good, thanks, Arsene. What about yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. That's great. How's it all going over there? Uh, it's, it's been tough because obviously with us and COVID, it's been so much worse in the UK, I feel, and you guys avoided it quite well. Handled the situation so much better than we have. So it's been, um, lockdown after lockdown and, you know, you get, you come out of the lockdown and we have like a few weeks where we're fine and then we're straight back into it again. So it's been, it's been intense this time. Very only imagine. Um, how have you personally handled the pandemic since it began? Like, how have you adapted and yeah, what's been happening since that started? I think generally I've been okay. Last year, for about five months of last year, I moved in with some friends in Bristol, so, which is my nearest city. And, um, so I had a bit of normality in that period of time, but I've, I've been lucky that I've been sort of living with, um, my boyfriend's mums. So we've been like not having to worry about rents and stuff at the moment. Cause it's just been, it's just a really horrible time trying to, you know, book jobs. And with my industry, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's been really affected because you can't, no one's prioritizing filming things. Uh, like you obviously, it's not a high priority job. So yeah, it's been tough trying to, keep myself going i know there's been a lot there's been lots of changes to the industry i'd say yeah okay thanks for sharing um all right let's just jump straight into it for listeners who is esme Todd? uh well i am in the uk i'm a presenter of lots of different things mainly online content and children's content and education i've presented um education stuff for different um brands teaching English as a foreign language and um, for BBC Bite Size, which is a kids learning platform over here in the UK. And for a toy shop, I do lots of regular stuff for them as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting to, I'm, I'm, I'm still reasonably new to it in the grand scheme of things. So I'm making my way through. I've worked for lots big clients but I've, I've not quite made the grasp on the sort of tv world yet which is where the aim is that's where i'm trying to get to basically well i'm sure it's not far off i'm doing amazing so well done thank you <laughs> um tell me about growing up in your family so i have a younger brother and two older brothers who are like my half brothers so they were quite a lot older than me when i was born they were like in their late teens when i was born um, I grew up in North Somerset, so I'm guessing most of your listeners are in Australia, but um, Southwest England, <laughs> where that's where there's a city called Bristol, which is a quite it's a smallish city, but it's a well-known city. And I live in the countryside just down from there, so very like cider drinking, farmyards, that kind of vibe uh, down where I live. Um, so yeah, I've had I feel like my my life growing up was pretty uneventful nothing too crazy happened to me i wouldn't say but um like a like an easygoing life i would say <laughs> yeah awesome um have you done much traveling around the world or domestically yes actually last year i went 
I went with my boyfriend. The idea was we were going to go traveling for like eight months. We left in January and obviously had no idea that COVID was going to hit like a couple of months later. So we went to India for two weeks. And then from there, we went to Australia. So I actually wow. traveled Australia for about four months last year. Um, so we went to, uh, we flew into Perth. We were there for a bit and then we went to Adelaide and then we did a sort of the Great Ocean Road and a camper van down to Melbourne. Um, flew to Sydney and then we went up the East Coast from Sydney all the way up to Cairns. Um, and that took about four weeks and did a skydive, did all the sort of touristy things, you know, Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> and then we were meant to go to New Zealand and then actually the, so I think about three days before our flight, they closed the borders to New Zealand. So we were we were planning on just quickly hopping across New Zealand, quarantining there for the two weeks and then thinking, right, we can probably survive this. But they shut the borders just before our flight. So we uh, loitered in Australia for a bit and then had to come home, which was sad. Yeah, okay. That sounds great. Where was your favourite place to travel to in Australia? Um... We really liked Perth because I think we, we, when we were there, it was late January and it was really hot and sunny. The weather was quite good. And then when we got down to more like Adelaide and Melbourne, the, we just had quite a lot of bad weather, sort of like quite gray, quite cloudy, quite rainy. And it affected like you, it wasn't very like, like beachy compared to when we had been in Perth weather. Um, so I think I quite like Perth and I think it's a nice city. I thought Sydney was cool. I wish we had we'd spent more time there. Um and then yeah, just a lot of the East Coast was nice. It was quite nice going to the smaller places like Noosa and Byron Bay. Um but yeah, there's there's it's it's nice. I feel like a lot of the cities are quite similar. I suppose because they're all much newer compared to maybe the UK where a lot of cities are a lot older. Um so a lot of the cities you kind of go and you feel like they're quite similar. But I do really I do like the way the cities are. It feels a bit like American, a bit English, it's, it's different. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, tell me about your professional career. So how that began, how it transpired, how you got into what you did. Um, I started off because I, I liked the idea of TV and presenting. And I I don't know how different it is in, in Australia, but I know that in the UK, TV is like a really big deal to us. I feel like because we're a small country, we have like the same few channels, everyone watches the same thing. I suppose in Australia, you've got different time zones, so you probably have different news depending on where you are. Whereas we're a small country, so we've got one time zone, obviously, and we all watch the same stuff. So TV is just a massive deal in the UK. And uh, I just always, I always liked watching it, obviously, so I just loved the idea of it. And I think I was working in a hospital for a bit as a nursing assistant and just decided that I hated that. <laughs> and I thought, right, what can I do that I really want to do? And as I was young, I thought, do you know what? If I don't try it now, I never will. So I gave it a go. We've got a local, every, and most cities in the UK have a local TV channel, which is sort of low fund, low budget. Uh, it, was, it was part of a government-backed scheme years ago to try and get local TV to be a thing. It's not really a thing here in the UK as much as it is in other countries. Um, so I worked for them and did weather presenting and other studio shows and stuff like that. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there. I, I left there and decided, I, well, I got thrown into freelancing and yeah, just kind of picked jobs, tried to get get my way. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You get a lot of rejection in this job, but um, I do enjoy it. 
Awesome. What's your favourite work you've done so far? I would say it's between two because one would be, so I've touched on it before, but the, um, obviously you know BBC. Um, there's uh, an online thing from BBC called BBC Bite Size and kids in the UK grow up using it. It's basically like an online learning platform. So you can go to like uh, your your year group, science, and then it has the different exam boards and you can read up and do like, quizzes and tests. And it's like a, it's like a learning resource. And um, it's just very well respected in the UK. Everyone uses it as children in schools. And I presented like a series of videos for them as... Yeah, so that was probably a big one because it's just presenting for the BBC is quite a fun thing to say you've done. Um, and my other one probably would be we've got a uh, load of toy shops in the UK called The Entertainer. Um, I think they might be in some other countries. They're definitely in there's some places in Asia which has The Entertainer. And um, it's basically like, did you have Toys R Us in Australia or did you? Yes, or, yes, we did. Yeah, we did, yeah so growing up on they, it, yeah. Yeah, so obviously Toys R Us shut down in the UK. I'm assuming it's shut down everywhere. And I suppose the entertainer in the UK is now the big main, one of the main toy shops we have in the UK. It's one of the biggest. So, yeah, we do. I'm part of a squad of four presenters. We're called the Entertainer Squad. And we we have fake names to try and, like, I don't know, that's our character names. And we, like, unbox the new toys, like, brands will send us toys to unbox in the studio and we play with them and we test them out and we see what they're like so that's a really really fun job because you get to play with toys for the day <laughs> fantastic um do you get stage fright or do you get nervous getting in front of the camera uh, i spoke some n- not so much i think sometimes when it's been a while and i haven't been in a big studio in a while you get that kind of first you know you, you, as you step in front of the camera and you don't know if how you deliver something is going to be what the client or the producers want so sometimes there can be a bit of a moment where you sit there and you're like you deliver it once and you're kind of like looking at their faces to make sure they're okay with it you know and then they kind of go oh can we have a little bit more like this or no that's great we love that so sometimes i think the more you do it the more you talk in front of the camera the more it becomes like second nature and you don't think about it as much I mean, definitely, if I got called up by one of the big TV companies and was told I was going to present a show, absolutely, I'd be nervous. But I think with the nature of the sort of stuff I'm doing at the moment, a lot of it's, it's big brands, but it's like it's online stuff and it's a bit smaller deal at the moment. So I think, yeah, it's not, not too bad, not too bad. Amazing. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, in my presenting or just generally? Uh, both. Or it can be I would one say I'll do work-wise. I suppose any time that okay, I've got one. I think one was when I was finding a, a shoot I did a bit stressful. We were doing some English language videos, and I was just finding it a bit overwhelming, um, just because it was quite a lot to get done in the day. And I was told, um, and one of the cameraman was trying to be really nice to me and trying to reassure me, and he was like, he was like, I work with loads of you know the biggest names he named a lot of british you know presenters in the uk and said i've worked with this person i've worked with this person he was like i'd have no worries suggesting you and putting you forward to work with any of those you know alongside any of those people he was like i'm really you know impressed with you so i suppose that would be my favorite because i think my compliments i i take work ones the most seriously that's the ones i find the most 
that's the ones I want to hear the most because I care about how my job's going a lot. Yeah, definitely. That'd be the most rewarding. Um, yeah. What's the most What's the most important lesson you've learned in life today? Probably to not worry too much about small comments you may hear people make. I think when I was younger, if, if it ever got back to you, you know, some friend had said this about you or someone had said this about you, I think in my head that was like game over, really big deal, you know, really insulting. And I think as I've got older, I've just learned that sometimes people say things and they don't really mean it or, you know, the amount of times I've probably said things about people and I don't really mean it or I don't mean it as intensely as it comes across. And then you think if it got back to that person, it might have upset them, but you didn't mean it to. I think that's my one thing is maybe not trying to not care so much about small things that you hear or small, just not bothering about small things. That's a really wordy yeah. way of explaining that, but just trying to not worry about things as much. Yeah, definitely. I get it. It's just water off the top's back. Yeah. Um, what's what's interesting hobbies aside from obviously presenting your professional career? What do you like to do in your downtime? Um, to tell you what, one thing I've always loved, which I don't do enough of because it's just genuinely just because it's a bit expensive, is horse riding. I was always horse riding when I was younger. I suppose in, I think in England, in the countryside, a load of people have like riding lessons growing up just because it's, well, I say a load of people. It's quite, it was popular where I live in the area. I'm in quite a horsey area. And, um, I've always, always loved that. And I had a horse a couple of years ago. There's a horse I had access to sort of a friend, family friend sort of thing. And I used to ride him all the time and I used to love it, but it's just, it, it, now that I don't have access to that horse, it's just an expensive hobby. So you go to book a riding lesson and it costs about £50, so like $100, you know, per lesson. It is it is pricey. Um, so that would be what I'd be doing more of if it wasn't so ridiculously expensive. Um, to be honest, at lockdown, obviously, it's changed everything because what can we do? I spend a lot of my free time i've got a nintendo switch and do you want to, that's what i do because <laughs> i'm a big child clearly nice. <laughs> um if you were 18 again and you could change anything what would you change um i think maybe i'd consider having gone to university because i didn't so i think i would have considered going to university because i think at the time i did consider it for a bit i wanted to be a midwife for a bit and I was looking at uni, but I think I had a bit too much of an attachment to home and being in the local area. And I was a bit too, I was, I kind of grew up a bit later than everyone else. I think, I think like I matured a bit later. So I think I was a bit too nervous to go off to different cities. And even though the UK is so small compared to Australia, it's not a big deal, but <laughs> it still felt very daunting. And I just put it off and put it off and didn't end up going. And now I, think i'd try and be more confident if i could tell myself you should probably go just because you'll enjoy the experience i don't think i care about the degree side just the experience of moving away and you know that side of it i think perhaps but generally i try not to be regretful of things because you know that could i could not be doing what i do now if i'd gone to uni i might be doing a completely different job so yeah i think maybe that would be my only one i can think of yeah awesome uh what inspires you daily I would say my thing, not to sound like I'm too career obsessed, but I probably am. Uh, things that inspire me are seeing people, um, whether I know them personally or not in my industry, like achieving things. 
So when I see other female or male presenters that I know of and I see them announce, you know, they're going to be the next presenter on this show or this radio channel or they've got this new online thing, that's kind of what inspires me because I live off other people doing it and then I'm like, right, this is, this is, you know, I just get excited for them and then I get excited for me and I'm like, this could be me next, you know? Um, so maybe that. I think that work stuff really inspires me. Seeing new TV, seeing TV shows, they really inspire me as well. Excellent. What are you working on for the future and what does the future look like for you? Um, who knows, to be quite honest with you. We're at such a weird point with COVID because, like I said, we're in our, we're still in lockdown now and this, well, technically it's kind of over a bit. Um, with schools went back a, a week ago today. Um, so it's our third lockdown national lockdown so it's been really really difficult for us i think the uk handled it so badly and it's just really hard to plan because everything's so different like all the shows that used to be on are so different now they've got no audiences they've got less guests or the guests are on zoom or whatever and it's really hard to see where my career will go now because the route I was trying to go down, you know, the, the sh- you know, things like the, the shows I was aiming for or the companies I was trying to get towards have either stopped or they don't exist or they, you know, so I'm kind of playing it by ear massively at the moment, trying to work out what's going to happen next and where we're going to be and just hoping that things start to normalise. Supposedly, June the 21st, I don't know if you've heard this date thrown around, but supposedly June the 21st is the day where the UK will be back to normal. To what extent, we don't really know. But that's that's the date that the government have set to be the, the idea where even clubs can reopen. Because obviously clubs haven't wow. been open in a, over a year, and pubs are currently shut. All so- shops are still shut here. All you can do is go to the supermarket or go for a walk. So, so that's all we can do. Crazy. Um, are you, with the vaccine rollout, are you happy to get that? Yeah, I am. I mean, we're, we're down to, um, I think it's the over 40s can claim, claim now. So everyone who's above that age has been offered to have it if they want it. And I think that the, I, especially in the older ages, they really have, been taking it up i think a lot of people are really going for it there'll always will be people who are anti-vaccines and don't want to get them but i just that's not me i would definitely get it yeah i'm sure we will eventually be offered it hopefully yeah fantastic uh esme thanks for coming to my podcast i do appreciate it i can see the trajectory you're going on in life Um, i wish you nothing but the best and all the success thank you thank you very much i enjoyed it so do i have a great day